Hello, ladies and gents. This is Todd Stewart with another episode of In the Know, a dispatch-powered podcast where we dive into everything that is customer-focused and customer-driven. In this episode, I sit down with Eli Rosen. You can find him on Twitter at erosen or Eli at dispatch.me. That is E-L-I at dispatch.me if you'd like to communicate with him via email. Eli is an entrepreneur by heart, starting an online retail company called Closet and graduating from Boston University's School of Management with a dual MBA degree focused on entrepreneurship and a master's in information systems. Eli's sweet spot is in the convergence between business and technology, and he loves talking about it. That's why we have him here. At Dispatch, Eli is the VP of Customer Success, where his major concern is to grow the accounts and make sure all parties are happy. Unbeknownst to many, Eli also excels in any tech-related strategy, thus bringing us to today's discussion on digital strategy, what this means for enterprise brands, and most importantly, the CIO. Then, finally, what the future of business strategy means in this technology-driven world. So, as always, get out a piece of paper, grab your notebook, and without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Eli Rosen. Eli, how you doing? Doing great. This is uh, my first time in a recording studio. It feels pretty good, right? I feel, this is a very fancy setup you have here, Todd. Yeah. What, what does it look like? Uh, I, I see like the really fancy lights, um, nice. padded walls. Foam walls, right? Foam walls. Yeah. Totally soundproof. Um, very easy to focus. Really high quality technical material. So like this is a this is a professional shop you have here. That's that's the way we do it here at Dispatch. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing less. Of course. Um, so welcome. First off, welcome. For sure. I would love to set this up right in the beginning with like a little bit of context uh, for who you are, because sure. I think that gives light into sort of the answers and where your answers are coming from. So you are the VP of customer success here at Dispatch. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Most of the time, my friends or acquaintances usually make fun of my title. Because they're like, oh, you're just in charge of making people happy. Uh, that's great. <laughs> but customer success, has it's a pretty generic term. Uh, I'll tell you what we do here and how we treat customer success at Dispatch. But basically, our this team is focused, is really focused on driving engagement uh, from our SMB users. So we have thousands of uh, contractors, home service providers like plumbers and electricians or HVAC installation guys who are using our software every day, and they use that software to manage work that they get from third parties. So like a home warranty company or an OEM is sending them work to do, and they're managing it inside our platform. And so our team is focused on using technology to increase the user engagement in a way that drives the important metrics from our enterprise partners. So for example, we have some enterprise partners where their turnaround time for every job is like the most important metric for them. They want to make sure that every job is done with a certain amount of time. So our success team is focused on providing everything we can from training materials to support to uh, ad developing additional features to help get those SMBs scheduling as quickly as possible. Some companies that we work with, their, their uh, five-star rating is the most important thing for them. So we are developing features to get more ratings from more customers and get higher ratings. And so our team is really runs the gamut from product development to customer support 
to training to post-deployment uh, you know, engagement. On a, even We work really closely with our professional services team all the way down to we have an SMB sales team. So we are focused on, we have somewhat of a freemium model. So we're focused on upselling the providers that are using dispatch. So we really run a wide gamut from really all, we have our hands on a lot of different pieces, parts of the business, and it's uh, it's really fun. And that is exactly why you're here. <laughs> uh, because since you do have your hand in pretty much every aspect of this business, you're the perfect person to talk to about this. Yeah. So now that that whole thing is on the table, let's dive into our topic for today, uh, the main event. So we're talking about the IT industry and the popular business strategy that is actually what you said to me the other day, it's actually hurting businesses. Um, and when we were off the air, you started to talk about this. You were getting really excited. It was, I, I could feel the energy coming out. Yeah. And, and that made me get really excited because uh, it was extremely contagious. So I'm very curious about this problem. Like I said, you've been saying recently that a lot of large enterprise brands, whether they know it or they don't, they have a data and they have a strategy problem. That is quite an accusation. <laughs> Obviously, there's a reason why you're saying this. So what's the problem? Sure. So I think, you know, over the last five or 10 years, there's a lot of different forces that are changing the way IT organizations and, and, and quite honestly, like the way brands interact with their consumers. First is like, there's a lot of disruptive technologies um, that are coming out faster than ever before. Uh, I don't need to really, you know, go into the details here, the effects of like the on-demand economy. Yeah, I, th I think we all, everybody. Everybody's heard the way too much about that. I'm not here. We're not playing buzzword bingo today. I'm not going to just drop a bunch <laughs> of buzzwords on you. Um, the, the bottom line is customers are expecting to be served with a consistent experience, no matter where they are, they want it, they want it now, and they want it to be seamless, and they want to have a consistent experience, whether they're on their phone, whether they're on their computer, no matter if they're on the train, they, they're expecting this certain quality of service at any time, at any point in time. Couple that with the, the pace that new technologies are entering the, the market, shifting the consumer landscape, and that just, that makes it really hard to keep up. Um, again, this is nothing new. We've heard all of this before. But what it leads to and what, you know, the next step to that is so you have shifting con consumer demands, you have disruptive technologies that are coming out faster and faster. And so what what that boils down to is that now you have the companies that are the ones that are winning, the companies that are really successful are the companies that are then able to merge their technology stack, the technology stack with their business strategy. And the reality is that today the most successful companies are the ones that are leading with technology. And that's where I see a lot of our enterprise partners struggling behind. The thing is, it's not just about having fancy technology. It's not about having the fastest computers. It's not about having the, the best features. And technology for technology's sake is not what I'm talking about. But it's really the confluence of business strategy and digital capability. That's, that's where the magic happens. And I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll concretize that. So let's, let's look at Amazon. Amazon is a retailer. They sell stuff to people for a markup. That's what every retailer has been doing for hundreds of years. But if you look at how they're literally leaving a, another large retailer like Walmart completely in the dust, and it's due to their technology prowess. So if you look at, for example, I mean, I don't have to tell you this. You, I'm sure you've gone to the Walmart website. You know that you go to the Walmart website and you, it's impossible to buy something. 
it's this this technology that has become so much a part of what Amazon does. We take it for granted. Like we take for granted the fact that I can go on Amazon, search something really quickly, quickly have it come up and have it show show up in my apartment. And what makes Amazon so much better than Walmart is not that they have more servers or they have faster computers. It's that their business strategy is tightly coupled with their digital capabilities. And it's not that one is leading the other. And it's not that their business strategy is ahead and saying, this is what we want to do. And then, okay, IT, now you need to catch up. It's that their business and their technology together are creating a digital strategy of saying, this is how we're going to be competitive. And that's why Amazon's winning. And you look at Walmart, Walmart has, has enough money. They have the capabilities, they have the people. Okay, so why don't they just go and build this themselves? But they couldn't. They couldn't because they were lacking that connection between the technology and the business. And so what did they have to do? They had to go out and buy another company. They went out and they bought Jet.com, not because Jet had more products or did anything cheaper than they did. It's that Jet had a really great technology stack and then they were able to, to do what Walmart couldn't do. And so when, when you look at uh, companies out, you know, I'm not, I'm not talking about just technology for the sake of technology. I'm not even, I'm not talking about Apple, you know, whoever has, who has the fanciest phone, who has the, the best buttons. Those are luxury products. I'm talking about basic core technology and that technology needs to be in line with your uh, business strategy together. So that brings us to like the problem I see today with our, some of the enterprise brands that we work with. That in today's business environment, you don't just need a strong IT department to support your business. You really need a digital strategy to lead your business. That the technology and the business need to go hand in hand. And so that brings us to where today we, I see some of our enterprise brands struggling. We see this firsthand with, uh, we see this firsthand with some of our customers. The problem is that these companies are traditional brands where technology wasn't important, that they looked at the IT team as a necessary cost center where like, okay, we need to have IT guys. We need to have someone to administer our email server and to make sure that we have systems up and running. But these IT teams as a, you know, were always kind of like this ugly child that was kept in the back closet in a dark room and that you only called on them if you had to. And the, what sort of like the environment and the culture that that engendered was these risk averse, slow moving IT teams that ended up becoming behind the times. And so when it comes to innovation, these companies can't keep up because they have old systems, but more importantly, I think that they have the really inefficient processes. And so that falls right into what you said yesterday is you said your strategy is in many ways your technology. Yeah. I thought that exactly. was like an interesting That's coupling it. of the two. Yeah, exactly. Talk, talk to me a little bit about that. So, you can't just go out and say, here's our strategy. We, you know, if going back to the Amazon example, Amazon can't just go out and say, we want to sell more stuff online. Amazon really has to say, how are we going to reach people in the best way? How are we going to beat Walmart? We're going to beat Walmart by saying people are lazy. People want to be able to buy stuff from their phone sitting on their couch. They want to see more information about the um, product, right? So if you think about when you go on, I, I'm guilty of this. I've done way more research into like a plastic cup than any person should ever do about buying such a small item. But because of that information is available, they expose us, those reviews to us. They expose the product information. They give you the comparable products. They, they said, we are going to lead 
not by building retail stores and not by you know coming to population centers we're going to lead with our digital strategy that is our strategy it's not that we want to do uh, the business wants to go one way okay now we need it to catch up it's our strategy is the our technology it's we are counting on the fact that somebody would rather sit on their couch flip through flip through their phone to buy something than they would to get in the car and drive to a walmart or people want to sit on the couch and say hey alexa can you please <laughs> exactly. order this for me exactly and i think that's that's the next stage. So, you know, over the last five years, the the technology medium has been everyone's talking about mobile on demand. I think the next wave of things are coming is is voice as an operating system. And I think Amazon is really leading the charge there. They're saying you don't even need a phone. You just need to be able to talk. And that's why they're you know, why is Amazon, again, a retail company investing in hardware to put in people's homes? It's a consumer technology. And so if you but if when you think about it, it's exactly that point. It's that they're trying to make it easier and easier for people to be lazier and lazier and continue to buy stuff on their platform. Cause that's, that's their strategy. Their, their business strategy is the digital strategy and that's why they are going to win. Yesterday you mentioned this, this interesting example. So the whole Amazon and Walmart, yes, that's, can be its own case study within itself. Also, Walmart just introduced probably a month ago their two-day shipping on orders. I think it was $30. I could be lying about that, but $30 or more, but it's around there and they're trying to compete. Um, but you also mentioned another example about Ticketmaster. Yeah. What about that? So uh, this is, I was on the other day on my way to work, sitting in an Uber, which is ironic, reading a Wall Street Journal article about Ticketmaster and how excited they were that they finally, in 2017, shifted all of their uh, data centers from their in-house proprietary on-premise data center to Amazon to be in the cloud. So, so you're in an Uber. You are on your phone. You're not reading this on a piece <laughs> exactly. of paper. Not reading the paper. I'm in my <laughs> exactly. I'm in an Uber that I ordered from my phone. I'm like fully in this like hipster on-demand economy. I'm a consumer. I'm doing the consumer, you know, thing. And I'm reading about a Ticketmaster, which you is a is a large company. They're, they they you know they serve two and a half million people a day. They're, they they have eighty million people hitting their website a month. This is a large company, and I'm sitting here and I'm in, completely in shock about the fact that it's 2017, and they're finally for the first time so excited about the fact that they are getting onto Amazon, and I started to like pull that apart. Like what what took them so long? Like what were they doing? Like why didn't Ticketmaster why were they having why why do they have their own um proprietary data centers and and what is the impact going to be on their business here and so one of the things i mentioned in the article was that uh it was there was the grammys uh recently and there was a performance by metallica and they announced i think during the grammys or at some point that metallica was having a concert and all of a sudden it was the first time that they had you know ticketmaster had just launched onto amazon and um they all of a sudden saw like a 647% increase in traffic to the site. And it was the first, and it was like eight times more than the traffic that they usually get. And in every other scenario before this, their system just would have crashed and people would have just been prevented from purchasing tickets. And it was the first time that their system was able to like withstand the traffic and they sold more tickets than ever. And it was a huge day of business. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, how is Ticketmaster, like what took them so long? And I think the, the challenge is, and I think the the situation that they faced is similar to what a lot of our enterprise brands face in that they have proprietary systems and they're trying to connect a lot of different data 
from a lot of different parties and put it all into one place and serve that electronically. So if you think about uh, a venue, a concert hall, so Ticketmaster doesn't sell anything per se. They're just a platform that connects the House of Blues in Chicago that has a certain number of seats, which is then connected to like the band who wants to perform there. So they have to say, okay, band wants to sell this number of tickets for this price. House of Blues has this seat configuration that they want to sell for this price. Let me serve that to a certain number of people at this time. And you're taking a lot of different information from a lot of different places. Um, So Ticketmaster is taking all this different data from all these different places, trying to connect it into one place and serve it up uh, to you as as a user. And you don't even realize this. You just go to Ticketmaster to buy your ticket. You don't think that of like what's actually happening behind the scenes. And so Ticketmaster kind of came of age in this like older... um, mentality that I was talking about where IT was just, it was a cost center because previously Ticketmaster, they, they didn't use computers. They sold on paper or however they did it, you know, pre-1995. I don't know exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even, were they around? And I don't even know. But they you know, said, so, okay, we have to get online. And they built these uh, proprietary data centers and these systems and processes that instead of enabling them to sell more and making them be better, it actually slowed them down. It said, you know, I was reading in the article that they were spending 40% of their time writing code just to manage the way that they uh, deploy uh, products internally. And now this is going to free up like almost half of their time to actually build new features and build things faster. And so it's this, like this, it's a culture change, honestly, that, that really needs to happen at the company. Like it's not just, you know, saying, okay, we're going to get an Amazon. It's how do we get all of these processes? How do we get all this data? How do we, you know, take ourselves out of our like mentality of our proprietary stack is better and we can do it better. And, shift all of that and and to keep up. And now I think Ticketmaster will be able to be more competitive. Like they haven't really changed. Ticketmaster hasn't changed in 20 years. They, they do the same thing they've always done. And I think they're getting left behind by like by the event brights and the meetups and the, all the other online ticketing type uh, companies out there because they just haven't been able to uh, haven't been able to innovate. So actually, you can hear that in the background. We have an elevator in our fancy uh, recording studio. But so as you explain the story about Ticketmaster, yeah, they are a huge brand. They're massive. I'm sure everybody that's listening knows knows about them. But is that it? Meaning do companies just need better technology and then they'll win? Like, I, I know that's probably a lot easier said than done, but why aren't more companies like Ticketmaster that have huge budgets, why aren't they doing things like this? I mean, they're large brands. So why don't they just hire people? Why don't they just really throw money at this problem? So I think now you're getting to the core of the problem, really. I think everything I said before is really just the preamble leading up to what I really see as the biggest problem that uh, the enterprise brands that we work with, uh, the biggest problem they're facing. And it's something that I call digital operations. I made that up. I don't know if it's a real term that someone else made up before, but what the challenge there is, is it's every company. I think every company faces this, even our company. You know, we're a, we're a very tech forward startup company. We're an engineering heavy culture. I think even to some varying degree, like we face this. That's our elevator we, again. <laughs> we face this as well. And so when I say digital operations, what I'm really referring to, it's the embedding of digital strategy, meaning your data your analytics, your technology into the operational processes throughout your organization. So that's a mouthful. So meaning 
it's the core challenge of getting the right data, the right information in front of the right people at the right time to influence a change in behavior. What does that mean? We live in a world of massive amounts of data. There's technology out there. A company can go buy a new technology systems. There's no shortage of technology systems you can buy. Going back to Ticketmaster, there was, it wasn't a, a cost prohibitive uh, issue for them to get on Amazon. I'm sure someone at, at Ticketmaster five years ago wanted to get onto Amazon. The problem really is a company can inv invest tons of resources into collecting and analyzing data, but the success of that investment really depends on the frontline people who need to use that data every day. So for example, I'll give you an example. Let's say you're a, a bank and a bank has tons and tons of data about you. They know, let's say you, you do your credit card shopping there, you get your paycheck there, you have your home equity, your, you know, your mortgage there. They really know everything about you. They know how often you buy, when you buy, what kind of decisions you make, when you return things. They can really probably using uh, artificial intelligence and pretty, you know, off-the-shelf technology, figure out what you're going to buy next. Yeah, they probably predicted that I needed toothpaste yeah. yesterday when I went <laughs> exactly, and bought exactly, toothpaste. Exactly. So I said, oh, Todd's going to buy this. And, and so imagine you're on the phone with your bank teller. You call and there's some question that you have. And they actually know that you could, they could upsell you on some product because you're asking, you're asking a certain question, you fit into some criteria. If they can't get that information in front of the teller, uh, and the teller, I mean the person on the phone, at the right time in a way that's uh, presentable and uh, digestible by that teller, they've lost that opportunity. So they've done everything they could on the business end. They've done everything they could on the strategy end. But in terms of operationalizing that piece of information, they dropped the ball and that's where the core challenge is. So, so that seems like a huge step within this process. Why is it so hard though for companies to implement this? I mean, they have all the data, they have all the information, they have everything that they need to make those sound decisions and essentially move the company in the right direction. What's preventing them from doing this? I think it's it's a mind shift. I think it's a culture change. I think as part of it, it's the people on the front lines need to be, uh, they need to understand the impact that, that that information can have, that they can have on the business. I think those so that I think there's a, definitely a culture and a human, a really important culture and human piece to it. I think also it's just hard. You're, you're pulling in a lot of information from a lot of different systems. And so you could have fast technology, but if you don't have the right technology, pulling in the right information from the right systems, uh, that could be a, a, a core challenge here. And it, it's really about, you know, you don't want to also on the opposite end, overwhelm people with too much information. So if you are collecting tons and tons of data, and you have your frontline decision makers every day who sign into a dashboard, let's say, and it's got 40 tabs and there's hundreds of charts. They don't know where to start. They, they have, they have like the too much data problem. They don't have like, there's not enough focus. And so that that's a big part of like operationalizing this technology. So, I mean, going back to our, our Amazon and our, the Walmart example, you know, you mentioned Walmart's going to have free two day shipping. That's not going to solve the problem, really. That, you know, what Amazon has done well is they've taken the technology and they've also, uh, you know, they have, great website, they have a great website and they have a great, you know, it's seamless and it works really well, but they also have a really great backend and they also have a really great shipping process. And so those things together, you know, just having, Walmart can go fix their website. They can make their website work faster. That's not going to solve their core challenge, which is they need to actually become a logistics company. Amazon did that really well. They operationalized the data that they collected they operationalized all the information they have, their their technology prowess, and they put it all into like 
a, a distinct package and said, this is the thing that we're going to sell and this is how we're going to win. And so it's not, there's not like a, a single one thing. You can't just get better technology. You can't just get better strategy. It's taking all of that and actually operationalizing it down to the front line where we see a lot of the enterprise brands that we work with struggling. And, and honestly, that's a lot of uh, my job. My team's job is to sort of fill that gap of, okay, let's help you. Uh, you're, you're trying to operationalize some information you want to have your contractors do a, a, some sort of uh, change in behavior. Okay, well, if you don't have the right data in front of the right people, we'll help you with that because we actually we actually do that stuff really well. So to wrap things up, if you had an enterprise brand show up right at your doorstep and say, Eli, we are having a hard time connecting our strategy with our IT strategy or with our technology. You seem like the guy who can give us a two to three sentence answer on how we can quickly do this. What would be your reaction to that? In our, our tagline here at Dispatch of like the, the three word answer of what we do is we connect people, process, and data. And I think what, as a business, as a stakeholder, as a business leader, as a C-level executive, you need to set up your business. You know, ultimately every company, the companies we talked about, and really every company out there is trying to drive a certain human behavior. Amazon wants you to buy something. Uh, a warranty company wants their contractors to do work. Every company is trying to drive a certain human behavior. And so as a, as a stakeholder at a company, what you need to say is, what are the, the behaviors I'm trying to influence? What am I trying to drive? Set up your metrics around the, you know, those behaviors. How do I measure those behaviors? And then what are the tools that I'm going to use to measure those, those KPIs? And that's it. You just have to be very clear and very focused. This is the behavior I want to drive. This is how I'm going to measure it. And this is the tool that everyone's going to use to do their part of the job in driving that behavior. So it's that connection of not only the technology, but also changing the cultural mindset of people. Eli, thanks for coming today. Yeah, this was a great awesome. conversation. Thank a lot you. of fun. If you'd like to continue this conversation with Eli, you can email him at Eli at dispatch.me. If you like today's episode, please remember to subscribe to it on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio. If you like this episode a lot, please leave a review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate that. As always, thanks for joining, and we'll see you next episode.